Welcome to the Pinch to Zoom podcast. I'm Stetson. And I'm Gabe. Hello? Oh, hello. Is, is that Tim Cook or who is this? Good morning, everybody. Oh my God, it is Tim Cook. That was a very good Tim Cook impression, actually. Thank you, Gabe. That's right. Today, in this episode of the podcast, we are covering Apple's September 10th special event where they announced the new iPhone 11, iPhone 11 Pro, and iPhone 11 Pro Max, and a few other things. So much to cover. Um, Gabe, what do we what do we have lined up, queued up for us today, um, ready to go? Well, we have those three new phones that you just mentioned that I'm not going to repeat because they're a mouthful to say all together. Uh, and then we also have the Apple Watch Series 5, iPad 10.2-inch update, and a couple streaming services and uh, subscription services from Apple. Yeah, a lot of stuff coming from them, all from the Cupertino uh, Steve Jobs Auditorium. Very exciting, beautiful place. Uh, if you didn't watch the live stream keynote, check it out sometime. It is a very well-produced event. But let's uh, not, enough talking about the event. Let's just get right to what they announced, Stetson. I think that's a great idea. I do, I do want to give a quick shout-out and say this was the first Apple event they streamed on YouTube which I think is really cool. I remember Marquez Brownlee tweeted out, I think at one point it had over a million watchers that live. That is pretty big numbers for just, you know, basically what is a glorified advertisement uh, for oh, Apple. It's, it's a beautiful advertisement. Yes, indeed. And speaking of advertisements, we have, no, just kidding. Actually, speaking of advertisements, uh, the first thing that Apple launched and started talking about today did kind of feel like they were using the whole iPhone 11 event as an advertisement. And what they were advertising was their streaming and Apple Arcade services. So first off, it was Apple Arcade, which if you don't know about it, is their gaming subscription service that's coming to iPhones and actually Mac OS on September 19th for $4.99 a month. That's right. And what's really cool about this subscription service is it's Apple's attempt to drive the market away from these freemium games that are free to play, but that end up costing a lot of money. Um, I think, Gabe, you were talking about how in some games you can pay to have your recharge time decreased and level up your character in certain ways. Apple's arcade service, which again is $4.99, it's their idea of providing developers recurring revenue, allowing them to develop uh, quality games with good storylines, amazing graphics, and provide really great entertainment and value to their users. Yeah, I think this is a very interesting uh, thing to see. I originally used to love mobile gaming back maybe uh, five, six years ago. But yeah, like you mentioned, everything in the past really five years and even maybe a little bit more has been these freemium games, which really feel like they're all about getting you to pay money and, you know, feeling like, oh, I got to speed up the recharge. I got to speed up my health. Oh, I got to get another play in every 24 hours. And yeah, just forking over the cash which makes sense for the game developers. But I think Apple noticed, hey, this isn't really a good environment that we're creating for game developers. So why don't we put a paywall up, you know, make our users pay a monthly fee, uh, but then also be able to get access to more creative, uh, more advanced, more like really like immersive games that also are exclusive to Apple uh, devices only. I think it's a great strategy. I'm actually excited to see what kind of games they announce. Um, and what the developer is able to do uh, with this kind of uh, new platform for earning revenue and building games. 
And we did see uh, actually four game demos today at the event. I know on our bingo board, we had predicted in our last episode that we'd see at least one. We saw four. So Apple might have seen us tweet that out and we're like, oh, hold on. We'll level you up by four. So that was cool. Uh, and one last thing, you can get it for one month free trial. So yeah, it's free to try for a month, see what games you like. I'd maybe hold off a little bit till they get a few more games out on the service so then you can really try them all. But either way, yeah, check it out. Uh, and moving on though, because we got a lot to cover. Next thing was what, Stetson? Next thing, we had Apple TV+. Plus. This is another one of Apple's subscription services. This one, again, $4.99. And basically what Apple TV Plus is, it's like take Netflix and Netflix originals. So you have a streaming platform with all original content. But the thing with Apple TV Plus is it's only Apple's original content. There's no other content available on the platform. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. What is really cool is with every new device you purchase, a new iPhone, a new Mac, a new iPad, you get a one-year free trial of Apple TV Plus. I think this is a way of Apple to invite you onto their streaming platform, see if you like it, see if you get hooked onto their TV shows, and then as they grow their catalog, uh, you're gonna be sucked in and be willing to pay that $5 a month price point. That's, yeah, that's pretty spot on. I really am a bit unsure about whether or not this will be worth it. You know, if you're getting that one month free, uh, I guess, yeah, that's, you know, it's free. Well, it's well you get one year free. One year free, product. sorry, that's what I meant. One year free, sorry. If you're getting one year free, which is only $60, then, yeah, that I guess that's a, you know, a better value uh, add-on to your, you know, iPhone or Mac product. And I if you don't use it, whatever. I will be interesting to see how good these shows actually are. I mean, they've put a lot of money into it. They've got a lot of star power and... Yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see till November 1st when they launch it. I think that's true. And what you can be watching these amazing new shows, I don't know if they're amazing, but what you can be watching these new shows on is your new iPad. Because that's right, Apple announced a new 7th generation iPad. Uh, this guy's got a 10.2 inch display, Apple Pencil support, um, and starts at $329. This was definitely, I think we kind of expected it. We didn't actually really predict it on our bingo board, uh, but it was really uh, the day before or two days before the event, there was some more leaks and predictions coming out. Oh, this is going to be launched. So I think most people were expecting this and they kept the price at 329, uh, but still went up a half inch on the screen size. So I guess, you know, I guess that's a good thing. Uh, I'm not quite sure. I think I think it's good for iPad users. It's honestly amazing how affordable this is. Like an iPad is a third of the price of an iPhone. That's that's incredible in my mind. The one thing I will note is it is using the old generation Apple Pencil. Um, at least that's what I was seeing online. So that's kind of a letdown for me. I think the new Pencil is so much better. Uh, but otherwise, it's going to be a great iPad. It's going to be fast. It's going to um, provide great entertainment value. Great for YouTube. Uh, I think we should move on, though, because not everyone enjoys being a couch potato. People enjoy getting... Well, they're, they're, actually, they're actually pushing this uh, iPad for students, it looks like. If you scroll through the page, like, a lot of the stuff looks very... They're emphasizing the handwritten notes, uh, you know, the desktop. They literally, at one point, say desktop... Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. They, they It's all about going to class and stuff like that, so... 
you know, they have pictures of it in backpacks. They're trying to push it because it's so affordable to really everyone, including students. And yeah, I mean, you have the iPad Pro. Would you think that this would be, you know, a worthy alternative, especially since it's only like half the price? I think this is absolutely a worthy alternative. If you're looking to take great handwritten notes, the iPad is unquestionably one of the best tools for doing that. And for $329, getting into that ecosystem, getting a really robust app, uh, something like um, GoodNotes 4 or 5, or even, um, what am I using? I'm using, I can't even remember the name of it. Using a really robust note-taking app. <laughs> Some note-taking app. You can uh, take handwritten notes and then the software will recognize individual words so you can search through your handwritten notes. You get that great kinesthetic experience of writing out the notes, which helps you learn, helps me learn at least. And then again, being able to go back and search through everything, absolutely amazing. The one interesting thing I just noticed about uh, this device though, is when you're comparing it on Apple's site, the new iPad Air and the iPad mini both use the A12 Bionic chip. This, however, is on the A10 Fusion chip. Ooh. Yeah, so I don't Ooh. know if they, they had a bunch of those kicking around in some warehouse back collecting dust, and they're like, oh, let's just, uh, I guess we'll chuck these in a new device, kind of, I guess. Yeah, so that that's a little that's a little bit of a, you know, you know, a reason to possibly look at a different iPad if you want to get or, an iPad. Or a gently used iPad okay, Pro. Okay, all right. Moving on to the new Apple Watch uh, Series 5, which was announced. This was a bit of a letdown um, when it comes to, like, what the big upgrades were. To go from a Series 4 to 5, I don't know if it was really worthy of that full jump, but they haven't done really a 4S or a 3S with any of the watch series. So I guess go to 5, right? I think that that's exactly correct. They just wanted to keep their number system. <laughs> they just wanted to keep their number system uh, consistent here. So they did go to the five. But yeah, I didn't see too much new with this. All I saw was an always on display, um, a new built in compass and new materials, which is something you actually predicted in the previous episode of the podcast. Uh, we now yeah. have stainless steel, titanium and ceramic. Yeah, so we got those uh, two extra, the titanium and the ceramic were the ones we predicted. And they look pretty good, but they're also uh, definitely more expensive and still brings into question, you know, with something that possibly only lasts like two to three years, how much extra do you want? You know, a regular watch, okay, you're getting a Rolex. Yeah, that you're going to pay, you know, even $5,000 for a Rolex because it could last your whole lifetime, literally. With an Apple Watch, it's not going to last that long. So do you want to actually pay a lot of extra money for the materials. I mean, if you if you got the money, cool. Uh, you can flex on people with a new titanium or ceramic wash, but otherwise the stainless steel or aluminum are really probably the way to go. Yeah, and you know, it was interesting watching this uh, part of the event and their promotional watching materials this, around there it. There we go. Oh, sorry, I didn't, didn't mean to make the pun. That was a good pun. What was interesting to me is Apple basically did a recap of everything the Apple Watch can do, just in case people forgot or I don't know, maybe weren't familiar with it. Uh, and the big thing, this is kind of weird, but I don't know I don't know about you, Gabe, but the big thing for me here was that on the website, first of all, you can buy this watch now. You can you can order, you can stop listening, or you can continue listening, go on your computer. Yeah, definitely don't order, stop listening. Keep listening. Keep listening. But you can order right now. Right now, which is kind of which is cool. You know, this is this is one of the first products that's uh, that you can do that with, but you can now customize your order at checkout. This means you can choose 
not only what kind of material you want your watch to be made out of, but you can choose the color and style of the band to go with your watch and they will ship together as a package. Previously, you had to get basically the sport loop or um, one of their other uh, materials. Those are like $50 bands. And then you had to purchase the band you wanted for extra. So now they can be bundled together. Love to see that. That was a nice uh, thing that they did. Definitely thinking about the customers a little more. And it kind of was silly that they couldn't do this uh, before. So they at least did that. And the good thing is they dropped the price of the Apple Watch 3 because they got rid of the 4. For who remembers Apple Watch 4? I don't even, was that ex- even existing? Wait, they had a 4? Yeah, right, exactly. No. So the Apple Watch Series 3 is now the old model at a discounted price of $199. So very affordable there. And I know, I think you're using the uh, Series 3, right? I'm rocking the 3 right now. The biggest thing, I'm very sad to be missing out on the new watch faces. That's something else they introduced. Tons of new watch faces. I, I do feel like it's like you have that exclusive cool kids club and they're all rocking like, I don't know, the new shirts or, or the new swag that they, they just I feel like I'm missing out. That's yeah. But the watch is totally fine. Functional, fast, beautiful, gets the job done. Would recommend if you're looking for something that's a more affordable option. And they also launched the Hermes edition. Uh, if you really want to drop some cash. They start at around 1250 go up to 1400 and you can easily price them out even higher than that. So, yeah, you can really uh, show off your, I guess, love for Apple and absolute dedication to just drop money on whatever they release uh, and get that. Or you can go with the Apple Watch edition, which is also very pricey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Gabe, you want to move on to the new phones? I, I don't know. I'm actually more excited about... No, yeah, I was kidding. I do want to move on to the new phones because that was definitely the highlight of the event. That was the thing everyone was waiting for. My dad was watching the keynote with me and he was like, oh, I got to go back to work. You know, He was watching at lunch and and uh, he was like, well, why did they save the best thing for last? And I was like, well, that's kind of why they did that because they want to draw everyone in, make them watch and learn about all their subscription services, the new watch, the new iPad, and then be like, oh yeah, here's the thing you wanted. Right. If they just started with the iPhones, everyone would just leave the theater after that. Um, yeah. So so let's dive into the podcast. What get, what what did we see on stage announced? What's new? Uh, what should people know about? Well, they started off with the iPhone 11, which seems classic, right? Seems normal, and you think, oh, okay, this is just the new iPhone. Okay, cool. Uh, but they really switched it up here. If you remember back when you were introducing this podcast, Stetson, and talking about the different models, they now have the iPhone 11, iPhone 11 Pro, and iPhone 11 Pro Max. So the iPhone 11 is basically the iPhone XR of this uh, you know, generation of iPhones. It's that lower cost version, starting at only $699. Yeah, I want to add, that's actually $50 cheaper when the, what the iPhone XR was starting at last year. Yeah, it was, you know, surprisingly affordable. That's a 64 gigabyte version. Uh, This new 11, iPhone 11, is packing two cameras, an ultra wide and a regular wide angle camera lens. And it really was quite exciting, like seeing them announce all these specs. I was like, oh, this is, and they were, I think they said like, this is the best one we've ever made or something like that. And then about five minutes later, they're like, and now here's the iPhone 11 Pro. And I was like, okay, now that is definitely way better than that. You know, I theoretic, I threw out my th- theoretical order of the iPhone 11. I was like, yep, 
chuck that thing in the trash and it was like the pro is definitely seems like a lot a lot better phone i agree with you there gabe and what's interesting to me this time around is last year i felt like we had the iphone 10 and then apple followed up with the iphone 10s and that really field field felt like that felt like to me the like that was the standard of what the iphone could be and the 10r was like a, it was like a baby step down like it wasn't it wasn't quite on that level this time around uh, apple dropped the roman numerals went to iphone 11 and i feel with this positioning iphone 11 and iphone 11 pro iphone 11 now feels like the standard iphone like that's the standard and the pro is now a step up so a little bit of a different do you think this is just a name trick and they just totally got you Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred. I mean, these are two very different phones. iPhone eleven is going to be great with the same internal processor um, and two of the same cameras, but the well, Pro is like it doesn't have the same doesn't it doesn't have the same exact chip, right? Because the uh, iPhone eleven has the A thirteen and the uh, Pro has the thirteen Bionic. Um, I think you're actually mistaken here. I'm seeing on the website that the they both have the A13 Bionic chip okay. with the third generation neural engine. So the speed and performance will be identical across phones. And this is also how Apple is able to provide the camera improvements in both of these devices is with this new A13 Bionic chip. Um, but you are missing out on some of the design uh, differences. So you get aluminum with the iPhone 11, versus stainless steel on the 11 Pro. Um, and also that display difference where you get a beautiful new OLED smart uh, XDR display on the 11 Pro and you still have that standard LCD display on the iPhone 11. Yeah, we were predicting that they'd go all OLED, but they stuck with the cheaper LCD screen on the 11. Makes sense because that is less expensive. But yeah, the inclusion of uh, the new two lenses on the phone was really exciting. You're getting uh, two dual megapixel, a uh, dual 12 megapixel, uh, ultra wide and wide. The wide is, uh, you know, the regular 26 millimeter. So that's the one you, if you have an iPhone before, pretty much all of them, and even on other smartphones, 26 millimeters is around what most of them shoot. I think Samsung might be like 28 or something like that. But most of them are in that range, so they're like a slightly wider. Uh, view um, and now they have the ultra wide though which is 13 millimeters and is a little bit closer to like what a GoPro is but not quite as uh, you know fish I like but the only thing is that that's only a 2.4 uh, aperture where the regular one is uh, f2.f 1.8 so get a little uh, wider aperture on the regular camera which is better for low light uh, but speaking of low light what did they introduce as well Stetson uh, this year, Apple introduced a new night mode. What's cool about this night mode is, uh, first of all, Apple basically needed to do this, right? Google's been doing this extremely well in their Pixel line of devices with what they call night sight. You need a special camera mode for night sight in the Pixel. So that's, you go to the camera app, you tap on night sight, then you're ready to take your photo. What's unique about iPhone is night mode is turned on automatically when needed so you have no worries no matter what if you're in a dim or dark environment and you go to take a photo iphone 11 is going to kick on that new night mode and it's going to increase the brightness and clarity of your images automatically that's really cool to see um 
I think to contrast this, we have though that uh, it just leaked out that you know the Google Pixel Four, uh, Google is working on uh, what they're calling astrophotography mode, which is basically taking pictures of stars. So it's funny that Apple is just introducing a night mode, and Google is already like, oh, you know those things in the sky that are super hard to ever take pictures of. Well, we're gonna make a phone that actually is able to take pictures of them. Possibly, at least rumor has it. Yeah, hard to take photos of with a camera impossible to take photos of with a phone and google's like we got you we yeah. got you so i i mean i this apple definitely had to do this and it looks good uh on paper and looks good in their little ads or whatever they've put out it'll be interesting to see how it actually performs uh and yeah i mean i i really do like the zoom effect they have between the regular wide and the ultra wide like if you're about to take a picture uh with just the regular wide angle lens you can see, you know, usually it's like a three, four crop and you have, you know, your shutter button on one side and then you have your flash options or whatever on the other. And it's like, you know, kind of a square image. However, if you're doing it with the uh, wide, there's also the, you can see behind it and like kind of extending out to the edge of your phone, what the ultra wide can see. So you can be like, let me take a picture with the wide and then see, um, oh wait, actually it looks better with the ultra wide and then pinch out and it'll zoom you out to that ultra wide lens. Uh, and then you can take that picture. And so it's just a really cool effect they put in. And also they, the, something that was peak Apple, I think, was they redesigned the camera app uh, with a new font that they're calling SF Camera. I did not. So I was actually reading on the website and they said a new font. And I was like, huh, that's like, is that's weird? Is that a typo? Like, what does that mean? Is this a joke? But no, Kate, you're yeah. telling me they actually went and made a new font yes, for this yeah. camera app? I was like, this is Apple being a little too Apple for their own good, even, I feel like. But yeah, you if you spend time reading uh, this, you know, the text in the camera app ever, you're going to have a new font to look at, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I read all my news articles, actually. I just swipe. No, I don't. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, what was your best new feature that they put in the iPhone 11, do you think? It has to be the camera, right? I mean, so that's the thing. I was actually thinking about this, right? So with this new line of devices, um, the iPhone 11, it's a huge leap forward in computation and processing power. Uh, But I think we've reached the point where we're almost plateauing on that, right? Where I can only open my email app so fast, send a text message so fast, play that YouTube video so fast. So much of what I do relies more on cellular data connectivity than it does on actual processing speed in the phone. So that begs the question, like, what do you do with this incredible new processor? Well, you do the only things you can. You improve the camera, you improve the battery life, and for those couple of people who are playing games, you can give them some extra graphic performance and power there. Uh, So for me, the big feature here is the camera. That is what Apple is promoting. Uh, This thing does look incredible with everything it has to offer, Uh, the ultra wide angle, That looks amazing. I love having that in a phone. They now have a new smart HDR feature. This is improving the dynamic range of all your photos. Portrait mode now works on pets. I love to see that. You have that new night mode we already talked about. Um, I mean, I honestly take more portraits of my pets than of people, I think, with my phone. (laughs) That's better than me, Gabe. I take more screenshots than actual photos. They need need portrait mode for screenshots. Yeah, like something to just make it beautiful. The one difference I noticed, if you're planning on dropping your phone 
into three meters of water, you probably want to go with the Pro because the Apple iPhone 11 is only rated to two meters at 30 minutes, where the iPhone 11 Pros are rated to four meters at 30 minutes. So that's that's kind of interesting because I feel like they have a very similar manufacturing process. So kind of unusual. I guess, but I'm just guessing that they, you know, I'm not sure. Yeah, there's a, it, well, if you take a look at the phones online, you can see they're slightly different. I think it must be that, you know, either with just the extra cost because they're more expensive, Apple's willing to put in the time to, you know, do some more weatherproofing and uh, water resistance in the manufacturing. Or if it's just the, you know, the matte glass and stainless steel design is more waterproof by nature or water resistant than the glass and aluminum design of the iPhone 11. Right, right, sure. Okay, Gabe, here's an interesting question. Um, one of the other new camera features Apple announced was the slow-mo selfies. Well, hold on, hold on. That This was in the iPhone uh, 11 Pros. Though. Oh, oh my God, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't realize so, that. So we're moving on to the... That, and that was all the iPhone 11. We kind of touched on the Pros a little bit. But now moving on to the Pros, uh, you have the iPhone 11 Pro starting at $999 and the 11 Pro Max starting at $1099. So exactly the same prices as last year's right that's correct so those are very interesting you saw the addition of new colors of midnight green gabe how do you just how do you feel about also that? do you, well, they had gold last year right so that's they the had only gold. New that's color. correct yeah so midnight so green midnight green they're really pushing it almost all their product images on stage were midnight green i like it a lot but i think Overall, I probably would stick with the uh, silver or like the space gray version. Maybe the more I see it, I'll like it more because of that. What is that? It's like recency and um, like you you like things. Yeah, familiarity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Initial impression. I thought it looked awful, kind of like vomit. Really not something I was attracted to whatsoever. Yeah, it's I mean, it's it's definitely an acquired taste, I think, but... I, I don't know. I, I could see it catching on as like the new thing. And they like to release new colors with new phones because that's a way, another way for people to distinguish that they have, you know, the clout and the wherewithal. They and got the means, it. They got yeah, the new to one. Get that new one, right? That they immediately put in a case and you can't even oh, tell no. anyway. Yeah. Well, but, the good thing is you do have the ability now to see the color actually on the little camera piece, that little square cutout where they're including three camera lenses on the pro and two on the iphone 11 oh yeah i mean this ties in exactly with what i was saying before these new processors are awesome so what is apple doing boom throwing more cameras at it so uh yeah. the iphone 11 pro like what what is this guy rocking for cameras in comparison with the iphone 11 yeah i mean three cameras basically so you're just getting an extra camera uh um, I mean, like pr- what is that extra camera uh, it's just this fun little camera that they took off, you know, a point and shoot, like throwaway uh, film camera. It's actually used as film, which is pretty amazing. On No, it's uh, it's their telephoto lens camera. So this is uh, if you have, uh, I think going back to the iPhone 7, did they have the dual cameras? Yes. Or, good memory. Yeah. 7 plus. 7 plus. Yeah. So this has been around for a couple generations. It's a 52 millimeter. So as you can tell, basically everyone is 2x zoom of the other, you know, 13 2652, you know, 2x crop of the other camera. And this is also a 12 megapixel sensor, so no real surprise there. Uh, and it's a 2.0 aperture. 
So it's, yeah, it's, it's a it's a pretty good camera. It allows you to get that closer up portrait mode effect. And that's actually something that I'm interested in. Like with the iPhone 11 and portrait mode, this is a very popular mode in iPhone cameras where the subject is crystal clear in focus, the background is blurred. The iPhone 10R that had one camera, Apple was able to pull this off, but it was the wider angle lens. So your portrait mode shots were a wider angle than if you were to take the same photo with an iPhone 10s or even an iPhone 10. I'm curious if this uh, remains true with the iPhone 11 and iPhone 11 Pro. If the 11, now it does have two cameras, so I guess it will just do wider angle selfies or maybe if that will be an option that's brought over to the 11 Pro. Um, I'm just curious to see what is going on there um, and, and if the, the, the zoomed in telephoto lens really makes a difference. Yeah, that's, I mean, we'll have to see the uh, one thing I was very happy that we predicted, uh, besides the fact that it does have three cameras, is that they actually did show a video that was shot entirely and edited entirely on the iPhone 11 Pro. So I was just just patting myself on the back like, yeah, there we go. Getting that golden prediction. golden shopping cart territory yeah. just going right, right to there. You. Yeah, I uh, mean. I think the iPhone's pretty notorious at this point, I would say, for recording some of the best video on a smartphone. Apple likes to promote that. These phones are no exception. I think you're getting really incredible video uh, with what these phones are offering. And they had the um, app developers from Filmic Pro actually on stage for a little bit, and they're showing off uh, an update coming to their app now later this year, which will enable you to look at four live views from the telephoto, the regular camera, the ultra wide and the front facing camera all at the same time. And then you can choose up to two of them that you'd actually like to record. So say you want to record on the ultra wide and the wide at the same time, you can do that. And looking at from the wide camera, they will um, like superimpose what the regular camera is seeing. So you can be recording two, like two shots at once. Um, in that one is take. absolutely like, nuts. Kind of crazy. So next level. Yeah, I wonder if it can do that at 4K 60. My bet is it's probably limited to 4K 30 or 4K 24, just because that's a lot of processing power to, you know, be simultaneously recording two streams of 4K 60. So that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, really amazing to see what they can do with the A13 chip um, and these four cameras now that you have on the device. Right, right, with the new front. And I was seeing but, the front. We're talking facing. about the front facing. This actually, you were right. Now that we're moving on to it, about the slow fees. Uh, Whoa, Gabe, what What did you just what, say? What, what, I, sorry, I just choked and had a stroke and then said something. I'm not quite sure. What did I say? Sophies? Slofies? Hofies? What? Slow? Slofies? Yeah, this is slow motion selfies Apple introduced. Oh. That was actually the first time I'd ever said it out loud, and I think I hate myself for it. Too. <laughs> and the shopping cart just gets redacted. Yeah, I, I don't want it. Get rid of that shopping cart. I'm not worthy. Yeah, this is actually, uh, it is coming to all the different models, the iPhone 11 Pro and iPhone 11 regular, and... I guess it's if you ever wanted to take a slow motion selfie, now the front facing camera can record. Um, at, it can do it. Yeah, at, at least 60 frames a second. It's 120 and frames per second. I think it's at 1080p. 1080p, it, yeah. 120 frames per second. The promo video I saw had a guy basically like you sort of clench your jaw together, let your cheeks go loose, and and just like shake your head around and have your, your lip 
I don't know, your yeah. lips and cheeks flop around. Cheeps. It was cheeps. just it was just a really strange experience. And all I'm thinking is just why? Well, I think the main reason why is I, Apple really felt like they need a couple more standout features to promote since it was basically like, oh, we've kind of upgraded the cameras and basically brought the iPhone 11, our cheaper phone, to what the iPhone XS uh, was last year. So they were like, let's just try to like make something catchy that on- only people with new phones will be able to do. Yo, and check out my slow fees. Slow fees was the thing. And so this is what yeah, their marketing team came I up really, with. I really kind of, yeah, their, their crack marketing team that's so infamous came up with slow fees. That was probably something that took, you know, like several like weeks. And, you know, I can see them around the table at the whiteboard. All right, we got to come up with some new catchy term for something on this phone. Maybe it's like me and the the new forest green color. If you say it enough, it'll just catch on. Eventually, it'll sound natural. Until slow that fees. time, slow fees. Gabe, I'm slow just gonna fees. stop you right there. Slow fees. Oh my god. Slow fees. Nope. Oh, it's, it sounds it's sounding worse. worse every oh, time no. I'm saying it. Ew. Yeah. Um, I do want to give Apple credit actually for the front facing camera. It now shoots in 4K 60 frames per second. I guess this is great if you're a vlogger or you're using your front facing camera. <laughs> That's actually like. That's pretty impressive. My actual dedicated camera, I remind you, does not shoot at 4K60. The one thing I would be careful with if you are a vlogger is I was looking at the specs and it says uh, that extended dynamic range for video is at 30 frames a second. So if you crank it up to 60 frames a second, you're going to be losing a little bit of quality uh, and yeah, it'll be not as good of an image, but you'll I think get those extra frame rate. That's only for the front facing one, right? Yeah, that's only for the front facing. Yes. So to, um, for the rear facing, the smart dynamic or smart HDR is available at 4K 60. Yeah, and well, it'll be interesting to see, like, how good quality, um, you know, if that's a any quality jump compared to the last year's models, you know, the 10s or 10s Max, uh, and then maybe how that stacks up against what Samsung is doing. Sure, sure. I'm. I think camera comparisons are going to be what's hot this year. Like. That's really the standout feature. That's all we've really talked about is the camera. And I want to yeah. continue talking about the camera. Segway, uh, another neat feature I noticed is you can now easily switch from taking photos to recording video just by holding your finger on the shutter button and then sliding it over a little bit. I did not notice this, but that's kind of exciting to see. I mean... They definitely, they redesigned that camera app with a new font, so at least they put some new gesture controls and some easier ways to do stuff in there. The question I had for you is, how do you feel about that square shape thing on the back of all these phones that is the camera kind of area? The camera, oh man, there was such a good comment on YouTube. It it was like, this is a 3D sculpted piece of glass. I think that's how Apple is describing. This is 3D glass. This isn't a camera bump. This is 3D oh, sorry. I'm, glass. I'm sorry. This is art. What was I thinking? Yeah. Um. So honestly, I think it looks, per usual, way better than the leaks and the the renders we've seen online. I'm okay with it. What's isn't like there a there's a phobia of circles, right? Yeah. Oh man. Cryptophobia. Is that what that's yes, called? Yes, that's what it is. Yep. So yes. that this kind of. Having three circles so close together, to me, feels, it's a little weird, but I do think it looks better uh, than I was expecting, and I, 
I think I'd be fine with it overall. I mean, I think the three in a in a row that you know Samsung has done or Huawei or uh, who else? Oh, has done so it? much better. Yeah, one plus seven pro. Yeah, that looks way better than this kind of thing, which just looks like. I don't really even know what it looks like. It looks like that they're just trying to get like it looks like an, it basically looks like another one of the notches on the phone that it's just a temporary fix until they can figure out something else to do or add a fourth camera to you know balance it out or whatever they're going to do. I actually think this was done intentionally. I think getting the cameras this close together was important for achieving some of their user experience things where you can just pinch in in the camera viewfinder to jump into that regular wide angle lens or pinch out to go to the uh, super wide angle lens or zoom into that telephoto lens. Being so close together allows for potentially more seamless, less jumpy transitions if the lenses were farther apart. Um, Possibly, yeah. And they also say that they do uh, at the factory, they you know check them all and pair them all together for accurate color temperature and like seamless focus and all these different things. So they work together as a unit so I guess maybe that's how assembly-wise they can put them into that you know 3D glass thing together and then add them onto the phone, and they you know they work easily you know like yeah, I'm assuming one is assembled at a different plant all the camera units and then they ship them all out to a different place where all the iPhone bodies are assembled and they pair them put them together there. So that's actually probably what my guess is on that. I love how Apple goes into depth with their manufacturing processes and really what goes into making their phones. There's a lot that goes behind the scenes in smartphone manufacturing. I got to give a lot of credit where credit is due. I think Apple does put a lot of attention to their detail and uh, just what goes into manufacturing their new iPhones. Well, uh, before we finish this up, what else did we get right on our predictions on our uh, bingo board? Uh, well, we got the free space. We nailed the free space. That's why it was a free yeah. space. Best iPhone we've ever made. I think they said that in some way or other as if like this is the fastest iphone we've ever made or this is the most advanced iphone we've ever made or you name it they they said some ver- variation it, of that it better be right yeah right it, the, we, we slowed it down times. this year last year's iphones were too fast we had to take it down a notch yeah yeah we said all right we can't just keep improving every year like they're just gonna expect it of us the other thing that we got fast charging power adapter included in the box wait for what? the pro models really? Yeah, this was this was exciting. Oh, wait, for the Pro models. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I think I was looking at, I was checking that. I went to iPhone 11, hit what's in the box, and I got Sad Face 5-watt charger with that USB-A to yeah. lightning cable. But then I head over to the iPhone 11 Pro, and boom, Gabe, what, what do you get in the box with I the iPhone 11 a, is Pro? Is it an 18-watt charger? Yeah, I think it's an 18-watt USB-C charger. Whoa, whoa. What is that other letter there? It means it's that, that beautiful reversible connector. But it's still light to lightning, so that means there's still a lightning <laughs> port on the iPhone. Uh, yeah. So that's going to make the 2020 iPhones honestly seem that much better, in my opinion. Yeah, it looks like, and I mean, even before they released this iPhone, all predictions were saying... You know, the 2019 iPhone 11 is going to be like ho-hum, mainly focusing on cameras. The 2021 is going to be where we're going to see a lot of their new features like 5G, possibly a foldable phone come out then. You know, they're really going to blow it out of the water possibly uh, come their 2020 launch in September. 
it's like already how are we how are we talking about rumors for next year on our event podcast for this year it's out of control (laughs) because that's how the news cycle works Uh, we also got the colors right so we got rainbow colors i would say more like pastel on the iphone 11 um and then the the 11 pro was basically the same with that new uh green color which i have i dislike i'm gonna i'm just gonna say i don't like it no yeah uh and then we also got the ship date right of course uh that september 20th yeah that was a pretty easy one to predict but yeah you can pre-order it i think starting uh this this friday technically technically this friday and they moved it up so you don't have to stay up so late you can wake up early instead it's at 5 a.m i'm pretty sure uh pacific which is 8 a.m eastern Wow, I mean that actually interferes with my commute to work, but I have Fridays okay, off. Okay, let me just—I'll just—I'll just give him a call. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Roll this back. Yeah, that's, that's pretty neat though. Um, so we had a video. Also, you predicted this—a video shot and edited entirely on yeah, the new iPhones. Yeah, I think we already—we already, we already kind of talked about that. Cool. We had that the triple was... triple camera setup as well. Just yep. going those together. One um, thing that we didn't really see was a larger battery. They do have better battery life, so we kind of—I feel like this is a half one. But we didn't really get it right because it actually isn't a larger battery. It's just simply that the processor uh, is more efficient. Oh, but think if they had paired the more efficient processor with a bigger battery. Oh, and speaking of battery, this brings me to this. The fact that Apple is calling 18 hours of battery life on the Apple Watch all day battery life is ludicrous, okay? Gabe, I the, don't understand. What What is the saying? The saying isn't 18 hours in a day. It's 24 hours in a day. Yeah, but you're not awake for all 24 but hours. But it doesn't matter. Listen to any song that's talking about, oh, you know, it's like, oh, spending all my time, like, loving you 24 hours in my day or whatever. Whatever the song is, they're like, I work all day 24, you know, look anywhere. 24 hours is a day. That's one cycle of the sun. You can't call 18 hours all day battery life. I'm sorry. But it la- it lasts all day. Call, I don't know. Call, call it, call it, ba- call, I don't know, call it something else. Just, it, it seems crazy. That they're trying to call it all day battery life still. I think it is though. I'm at 73% right now. I woke up this morning, took it off the charger at like 6.30. It's now 10.30 p.m. They so, should at least have to have an asterisk behind it. Okay, Gabe. We'll, we'll give you your uh, time sensitivity. But um, the thing I'm actually more upset about. Tell me. Is I think we should have a moment of silence <gasps> for 3D touch. Oh, no. Gabe, what? Right. What? Yeah, yeah. Moment of silence. Okay, that was probably enough. Uh, we don't want to drag it on too long. But yeah, they no longer have 3D touch on the new iPhone 11 models. We So we, we got that wrong. Yeah, we got that wrong, unfortunately. I'm big disappointed. I'm actually more sad that we got that wrong than anything else. Wow. Today. Gabe, how do you, how and, do you feel and, about that? And my house just burned down too, and I lost my cat. Yeah, but those and, don't matter. The new iPhones yeah. don't have 3D touch. I know touch that's games. that's all I care about. How how do you feel? Like what what is going through your mind? I feel like my my soul has been cratered out. Like the world just looks flat, and like I try to touch stuff, and it's just flat in front of me. There's no there's no interactivity. Everything wow. is just flat. Wow. And it doesn't work, dude. That is yeah. Harsh. No, it's it's honestly it's a bit of a letdown to see that they didn't include this in the new iPhones uh, and I guess they must have done it to lower the cost possibly of the screens since they were uh, you know putting in new cameras and stuff like that um, yeah it will be missed uh, and it's a reason to hang on to that iPhone 
uh, what is it, seven through or eight through? Uh, I think it's eight through. It's actually six S. Okay, six S goes through way 10S. back. So to if 6S. you have any of those models, uh, yeah, hang on to them a little longer because they now have a feature that you can't even get in the new models. That is crazy. I think the reason they did this though is that it's challenging to communicate to people that you need to push harder on your display to get a secondary kind of interaction. I think it's much easier to communicate, oh, you need to tap and hold on something to get that secondary interaction. That's probably what Apple was finding. This makes a lot of sense to me from a usability standpoint, but man, I am so sad. I love 3D Touch, I use it all the time, and it is so much faster to forcefully press on something than to have to wait for an animation to take place based on how long your thumb is holding down on an icon. Yeah. So that's pretty much it, though, for these new, you know, phones. Uh, Stetson, are, what are you going to be getting of these new devices, if any, uh, when they're released? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think the unboxing videos, as ridiculous as they are, they drive a lot of traffic. Um, you know, this is actually a reasonable question. I think I've got to go iPhone 11 Pro. I usually try and get the phone I'd be more likely to keep. So if I do decide to keep it, it's it's less of a hassle. To, I don't know. Um, I'm looking at probably iPhone 11 Pro. I'll probably go white to show off the cameras to show that it's really new in thumbnails. So that stands out. Um, yeah, I think I think that's what I go for. Gabe, how about you? Are, are you interested in picking any of these up? What like what are your thoughts? What's your pre-order status? I'm I don't know. I'm a little bit on the fence. I was looking originally at the watch. You know, I've never I, I pretty much every year since the Apple Watch has been released, I've gone to the Apple page and like been like, uh, add Dude, it to just my get cart the watch. and you then can order like, it right now. You can order it now. You should order it while we're on the podcast. How cool no, would that be? I don't know. I've I and I almost was thinking of doing that, but I'm just so it's it's 429. It's in your cart Apple right now, watch, isn't it? Series five. Well, I'm looking at it in my cart. And you can customize uh, it. You can get but the, the bands now. It's you want. actually it's actually too many options. Is what I was actually just gonna say. It's like, oh, I know I can get it for four twenty nine. But if I you know pay an extra fifty dollars, I can get this other band. And then in the end, I'm just like, well, screw it. I'm you know I'll probably end up just like hitting it on a you know a, a, like a stone wall as I walk by and cracking the screen. Which is why I should get Apple Care if I do get it. However, I most yeah. likely uh, will not be getting it. At least a pre-order. I might be picking it up Black Friday if they do some sort of like little sale on it, which they don't do much, but we'll see. I'm I there was nothing really that sold me too much on any of these devices. If you are on an older um, iPhone, however, the new phones undoubtedly offer the best iPhone experience they've ever made, of course, because they say that every time. But also the best uh, camera that they've really ever put in an yeah, iPhone. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna asterisk minor disagree with that. Well, all right, so. They did make some improvements to Face ID. We didn't really talk about that too much, but it's faster, wider angle, unlocks better. Um, I actually think the iPhone XS uh, provides the best iPhone experience because it has 3D Touch, and I'm so in love with 3D Touch. But iPhone yeah. 11 and 11 Pro, as you mentioned, undoubtedly the best. It, it, does, does the 3D Touch give you make Damn. you feel like you actually have that human connection? Right? No, I just feel sorely lacking. I just feel fast. <laughs> no, like just... I can open a new tab in Safari so fast. Yeah, no, I do love the 3D touch. Opening the camera and getting right into what mode you want or, you know, adding an event uh, quickly right from the calendar app. Yeah, that will be missed. Uh, we'll see how they did with the haptic touch. But overall, a bit of a meh event. 
the bigger event and bigger thing coming out will be when iOS 13 is released. And that really ups the game on every device, including iPads, which will be the new iPad OS coming out. So yeah, I think that's actually the bigger Apple news coming out this fall is that we're all getting iOS 13, basically all getting new devices uh, in our pockets. Gabe, that's a great point. That's right, everybody. You don't need to upgrade. Yeah. Your phone yeah. will feel new starting, Gabe, when is this coming out? I think, uh, is the update rolling out the 20th as well? It I'm has sure. to come out the 20th because the new phones are shipping with it on the 20th. So that's my take. Uh, on September 19th, actually. Ooh. But one thing is it says it won't have every feature right away. Yeah, they're still working on it, everybody. But of course, back to the point, you'll feel like you'll have a new phone. Apps will launch up to two times faster. This and software- also Apple Apple Watch OS six too, which was basically all they pre- talked about during their Apple Watch Series five presentation was features on Watch OS six. So, yeah, it seems like most of the updates that they did to devices this year was either cameras or new software. Yeah, software exclusive, especially for the watch. That's that's the one bummer about. Well, if you have the Series 4, though, you're good. Yeah, the Series 4 and 5 are good, but like me, the Series 3, it, it feels a little stale at this point without those new watch faces. Yeah, but you will get a lot of the um, actual like new features, but just not a lot of the watch faces because they got to differentiate that you haven't been good and been paying <laughs> Apple. Haven't been paying my Apple tax. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Uh, well, that's going to be it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully this was somewhat informative if you didn't have time to watch the keynote or, you know, read all the blogs and all the tweets that people, you know, put out frantically trying to, you know, get some good SEO. Rank on that, but, that new terms, yeah. the new terms. Yeah. We'll be back uh, next week with our regularly scheduled podcast. Oh, is that already next week? Yeah. Oh my God, doing it is. Back to back, week to week. So I love it. Um, and hope you enjoyed playing along with the Apple event bingo card. Of course, that was super fun to create. Yeah, we did get bingo in case you didn't. Well, yeah, check we it got out. it just barely, just barely. Just, yeah, I was doing it. And I was like, oh, we didn't get it. And then I was like, wait a second, diagonal. Yes, they were all kind of I felt bad because they were all kind of really easy ones that we got. You know, the triple camera. Hey, September 20th. They had to but, line up somewhere. So, yeah. All right. Find us at Pinch to Zoom podcast on social media subscribe leave us a review i'm stetson and i'm gabe thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next week i got uh the new logitech mx master 3 yeah new mouse from them have to say really enjoying it i got the new logitech cat oh uh, which is gonna chase your mouse oh my oh oh no <laughs> i caught it got you oh no there it goes yeah i'm gonna get a dog now to keep out your cat